0: four most vital things in my view affecting all of humanity number one is UFOs and aliens and their agenda for the advancement of humanity, number two is the Jewish establishment's control over all aspects of human civilization, number three the truth about Adolf Hitler, how he was the opposite of what we've been told number four is advanced ancient global civilizations, join me on the Brian Rue show Tuesday nights from 6 to 8 on Studio B on Revolution Radio The original machine had a base plate of pre-famulated amulite, surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing, in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. The lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic Marzal veins. So fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft, that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus-o-deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator. Every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the gram meters. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, taking the confusion out of transmutated lunar girdle springs for four years and running. Revolution Radio, the number one listener-supported alternative medium radio on the planet. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of this program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Hardcore
1: research and endless rabbit holes can start to wear on anyone. False flags, government corruption, mainstream media lies. It's a battle for humanity that we all must join. Now most people may think this leaves no time for the things they enjoy in life. I believe we can do both. So join me while we analyze music, movies, and more to uncover their occulted messages and meanings, allowing us to still learn while we all decompress. I am your host, Crypt Rick. Welcome everybody, it is another weekend, another Saturday evening here at Revolution Radio, and you are listening to Crypt Rick's The Decompression Hour. That's right, one hour where we put the research down, we just relax, we talk about whatever we want, and have a little bit of fun. I can guarantee you guys that all the research you're doing and stuff you're looking into will be there in one hour's time. I promise you. It's a guarantee I can make. So I just like to take this show, have an hour to talk to my guests, talk about anything that we want to talk about, you know, movies, documentaries, whatever, TV shows. I'm open to talking about everything. So that is so cool. I enjoy doing this every week, talking to you guys And don't forget that here at Revolution Radio, it is listener supported. That means I always tell you guys every week, you guys are what make this work and your donations are what make it work. And I think it's a great thing to support because there's not many more platforms, I should say, that uh, freedom of speech is alive and well and you're not censored and having stuff pulled down. So I think that's a great thing to get behind. If you want to use cryptocurrency, you can do Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum. And you can also do Patreon, so if you want to do a little donation every month, whatever amount that you can afford or decide to do, that is also acceptable and much needed and greatly appreciated, guys. So I just think it's a great thing to support. Check out the shop, lots of cool merchandise. There's T-shirts, there's coffee mugs, and lots of other great things. So, you know, everything helps, and your support is so greatly appreciated and needed. So, you know, thank you guys for everyone who has donated and who is donating uh, to me, it's a great cause because, I, as I was saying, freedom is definitely trying to be silenced at this time. So thank you so much, guys. And just going to welcome my guest. I've had him on many times. We talk about music. We talk about so many things, movies. So welcome from the gray stage, the one and only Greg Fernandez Jr. How are you doing, Greg?
2: Hey, I'm doing very good. How's everything there, my friend?
1: Good, good, good. Tired, as I was saying <laughs> before we got on air. Yeah, I've been in the garden all day, like from this morning till now and i didn't even realize what time it was until maybe a half an hour ago and i was like rushing i was like wow where does time go when you're out in the sun cooking yourself <laughs> you've been knee knee deep in, in dirt in yeah dirt. oh i'm filthy yeah i'm filthy right now like covered <laughs> in dirt like i i literally been in the flower beds and the vegetable garden transplanting plants doing all kinds of things so yeah i'm just covered in dirt but i love it i mean it's a great better than sitting in the house that's no, that for sounds
2: sure. great. What, what are you guys? What are you? What are you growing out there?
1: What am I growing? Well, right now I've got lettuce, I've got green beans, yellow beans, peas, uh, uh, red peppers, cucumber, tomatoes, and I'm trying to think of oh, pumpkins, uh, watermelon, and strawberries. That's what I got. You have watermelon that grows out there? We That's do. <laughs> I didn't think we could grow them either, actually, and then I started growing them last year, and they we actually got a couple of watermelons. it was I was surprised myself, but yeah, we can definitely grow them here interesting, Hey, eh? bet you didn't think that I didn't I didn't know Canada knew how to grow watermelons at all, so well, do you I've, and your learned, wife, I've
2: learned something new here today and
1: there you go do you and your wife garden at all? We do a
2: little gardening our garden, a little tiny garden, but it's um an herb garden an herb it's, garden uh, it's. Not it's it's not doing that
1: well right now <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> with the hot weather.
1: I'm, I'm right here. I'm right you here. gotta you gotta get out there and start growing some stuff there, Greg.
2: I know. I just I don't have the time. I don't have the patience really. Um, I know in China because I used to study Chinese Chinese culture. Actually, Japanese culture I think too. And it's really big there. And it's something. It's it's very therapeutic for for them. So I'm guessing that's that's how it is, right? Very I'm good. sure it's not just in China and Japan, but um people that do gardening it's it's a serious thing um uh even just trimming pruning things like that you know it oh, takes yeah. a lot of work you need some some love and i just i just don't have the love for it man
1: well that's well it's not for everybody that's for sure i mean some <laughs> people just don't have a green thumb i definitely everything a i'm learning thumb, gardening. Like that. <laughs> well yeah everything i learned gardening i've learned the hard way it seems to be like that with most of the things i endeavor in my life i kind of find out the hard way to do things. And I think it's like that for most people too, a lot of people. So I'm every year I'm learning a bit more what to do, what not to do, and getting better at it. Uh so it's definitely but yeah, it takes time for sure. I mean people think you just throw stuff in the ground and kind of let it do its own thing. And <laughs> I mean no. that does work. Well <laughs> you gotta do a lot of weeding and as you said, you gotta do a lot of pruning, which I'm learning how to do that because there's a certain way you gotta do it or you'll kill the plant. And I'm just like, wow, there's so much to it. <laughs> when you start looking into it, so it's kind of cool, but it is relaxing, I will say that. But I've been out in the sun way too much today, like, I'm sure I'm gonna suffer tonight. Uh-oh. Like, Uh-oh. <laughs> like, I'm but sure you're
2: gonna I get cook... that nice tan.
1: That, oh, that I'm probably nice red, Donald, re- that, yeah. that Donald Trump tan. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be red like him, and yeah, I cooked, my, I cooked my think jig, that's for sure. <laughs> I definitely cooked that well today, but I figured, hey, you know, I, I like I said, it's better than sitting outside. I mean, yeah. sitting inside sitting and inside. Yeah. yeah, just watching TV or doing something that doesn't matter. So I figured, let's get outside <laughs> while it's warm. That's right, uh, and that's So, but anyways, I was asking you before the we got on air. Like I was, everybody's been talking about the Georgia Guidestones getting bombed, and I want to just get your thoughts because everybody's seen. It. Some people I've talked to, they they think there's some maybe hidden meaning behind it, and then some people I've talked to just don't seem to really care. They're just like, whatever. Like so, I'm just wondering what you think or where you land on that.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange thing. I know it's it's been tagged up for for many years. There are people that would go and they would they would spray paint it, and people would think that that is a good thing, which I don't because that is actually private private property. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never I'm never in favor of bombing or <laughs> destroying <laughs> or even painting over private property. So I've kind of been on the other side of that. It is weird. It is weird that it's even there. It is weird that we don't know who put it there, why they put it there. Was this one of those stunts, right? We've seen some of these different stunts where all of a sudden this weird thing will just kind of pop up. There was a monolith that kind of popped up a couple years, a couple years ago somewhere, and I don't re- remember where, but it was a big deal. And it was a, it was just a big stunt. So the Georgia Guidestone thing, it's like, is this just another big stunt here? But it's been there for so long, right? It has, yeah. And yep. And what it says on it is the main thing because uh, for any of us who have researched how they want to depopulate us and how they want to keep us, I mean, this is crazy. Can you imagine keeping all of humans under five hundred million people? That's a crazy thought. In this day and age. That's a, people. Of people. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of
1: people. That's a lot of people you
2: you got to get rid of, right? Yep. So yep. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. So I kind of, you know, it kind of, I'm like, oh, this is good that it's not there anymore. But at the same time, as someone who respects private property, including my own private property and the Bohemian Club private property too, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have mixed, mixed feelings on it um, because I don't, I don't think that it is a, it is a good thing. Um, I'm also curious what's going to happen now. Are they going to re- rebuild it? Are they going to build back better, as Biden says? I mean, what's what's going to happen now? I'm very curious to see what they do. Um, but if there's, I guess there's video of it, and there's video yep. that that is being hidden too, that the public has not seen. So they should know who did this, what actually happened. Because I've heard yep. two theories. I've heard a theory that it was lightning, which I don't really buy. And it's heard not theory- lightning.
1: No, I saw the video. <laughs> I saw a video where right after the explosion. They got like a car, like a silver car. Peeling yeah. away. So oh, it, I haven't seen that one. Oh. Yeah, I can send it to you. There's, it just shows the explosion. Like you don't see the actual explosion happen, but you see right after. And then they got a security camera of a car, a silver car peeling away like right after it goes off. And so, it's definitely not lightning. I can guarantee it's that. Probably BLM. It's BLM. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I wonder, are they going to catch catch who does it? I mean, I'm curious yeah. to see that too. Yeah. And if, yeah, and I, you know. And they tore it down, too, the whole thing. Like, after it went off, it didn't look like the whole structure was destroyed. But they tore everything down. So I'm kind of curious, like you, are they going to just leave it tore down? Or are they going to build it bigger? Or are they... I'm curious. Just I'm do just kind of curious.
2: Do we know? Because there were two pillars, right? Two or, or three, three pillars. I think three. Three, do we one, know, two,
1: was the two, pillar two, that was four, bombed... Four, baby. Four pillars? Baby. Okay, yeah, was well, the that... eight sides. Yep.
2: Interesting. Okay, so the, the pillar that was bombed, do we know if that is the one that had... The depopulation method where I don't know message where they had to keep keep us under 500 um, million people. It's kind of weird that it's in Georgia, too. Georgia is a very interesting place there. Right. But there's so many unanswered questions on it. But all I'm hearing is people are so happy that it's that it's gone. It's sim sim symbolic.
1: I Sim- guess. Yeah, symbolic yeah
2: and like i said i have very mixed mixed feelings on it because you know i don't i'm not i'm not in favor of bombing things i'm not in favor of in invading people's private property and, and i'm pretty sure that i'm um that there's a lot of people a lot of my friends you know probably feel very very differently
1: right yeah i've heard like i was saying i've heard both i've heard some people like i said they're they're, they're look, they think there's something maybe it's like a sign or a sign from uh, God is whatever. I mean. may, yeah, maybe a sign from God or a sign the elites are going to make a move or I don't know. And then I got some people, like I said, that I've talked to and they just don't, they really couldn't care either way. They're just like, nah, <laughs> eh, whatever. They're like, yeah, somebody bombed it. You know, that happens. And they did. That, so I was just, that's why I was curious what you were thinking. Yeah. Because it seems to be that two, the two camps I talked to, like that seems to be where they are. Some don't care and some are really wondering what's going on. So it's kind of curious to hear your point. And uh, I'm not yeah, sure what side...
2: I guess I'm part of a of a third camp. Who I mean, which I I think many people, if you really ask them, do you respect people's private property, and they say yes, then how could you be in favor of bombing this private private property? It, these are just words that somebody took on a st- wrote on a stone. Who cares? And that's why I hear some people are like, ah, I don't really care about it. They probably have no idea about the popu- the the depopulation how all of this may tie into all of these different other things there, too. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to, you know, violence. Do we support violence? And this is a violent act.
1: Yeah, well, that's I can't true.
2: really su- support any violence,
1: Yeah. Uh, even I'm though curious.
2: it's just on some stone. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I know. I agree. And I think it'll be curious to see what happens over the next, you know, week or two. i I'm Like you were saying, are they going to build it bigger, better? <laughs> are they going to, like, who knows? Like, I mean, I'm kind of curious. Are they just going to tear it down and be done with it? Kind of I do
2: think I do think the best thing is that now I believe everybody will at least know that that this thing was there, and so this you know for all the people that may not because there are, there are a lot of people that do know what the Georgia Guidestones are, what they have been, they've done research, extensive mm-hmm. uh, uh, research, but there are still a lot of people who have no idea what we're even talking about here. So yep. now they will, whatever yeah. side they're on.
1: Yeah, somebody I, I saw that in a video. Somebody was uh, talking about it, and they asked somebody on a, another podcast what they thought about it. And the person they were asking didn't—I had no idea what they were. they were like, "What, what, what are the Georgia guide stones?" And I was like, "Wow, there is people that don't know." Like, I guess if you don't look into this type of stuff, you just—it's not something that you ever think about or hear about. So the guy had to explain to to her what they were and what was on them, and she didn't really care. Like, she was one of those people that are like, "Whatever," you know, like. Okay, it's bad that they got destroyed, they shouldn't have done that, but she didn't really put any merit and then other people are on the other side thinking that it's a sign and it could be. <laughs> no, it could I wouldn't put be. it past it's, them.
2: Yeah. It's it's kinda like these people where they create something and then they take it down. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my worry is that the same people, the same force that what that put this up has now taken it down for whatever reason um But they but they love that they love to do those things they love to build towers twin towers and then take them down
1: take right? them down yep yeah, yep yeah, exactly and uh, we are also talking about because you you you've been to Bohemian uh, Grove a few times I know I've watched some of your videos I've done talked to you about on one of our interviews on YouTube that I did with you and that's coming up you said in a week and I was asking you if you're going to be down there this year because I know that you used to try to go every year and keep an eye on things talk to the locals and that so are you going to be going down this year or just not no time permitting what's going on that way yeah
2: i will not be there we definitely will have people there though but um i will not be there i've been there every year from 2012 to 2020 i was not there wow. in 2020 and so uh, i will not be there in 2022 but 2023 i do plan on making that happen um but we definitely will have people there that will be seeing what is is going on uh, 2021 was a pretty crazy year because um, this was like they were kind of back in business, but they kind of weren't in 2020 they weren't supposed to be there because of the whole lockdown so right. there yeah. was, it, we, we showed up and saw that there were still people there they were going there it was it was weird that 2020 was a weird the weirdest year that I've ever seen it was the first year that I've seen couples drive into the grove no no guards no no cops gates open and it was and the whole parking lot there was nobody in those parking lots but there were couples that were going inside of the grove with their pets so there were a lot of dogs i see more dogs in 2020 (laughs) than i saw you know people it was really crazy but 2021 they were back um it was It was an interesting year, but I think 2022, this is going to be the year where we really see, are they back in full swing or are they pretty much done? This is what we want to really see, because in 2019, we were told that the Bohemian Club is basically done. They're on their final leg. They're all dying off. They can't recruit new people so let's let's see let's see what what really happens so we will have video out there, and we'll make sure that everybody has it and If you want to do some type of a show um you know after it 's all done yeah. um, with some video and we can look at some video and kind of you know if if anything happens last year we had um some, I think we had a we had a drone there last year. It didn't really capture much, but that's always the question because we always get that question: Can you guys get a drone in there? And it's like, no, this is private property. You can't just fly a drone over somebody's <laughs> house and just keep it there, right? right? But there are things that you can do, but you have to know what you're doing, and you have to you have to be very careful and be respectful. And, make, yep. and and be lawful is the most important thing that I would tell people. Don't just try to storm the gates of Bohemian Grove.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you we hear so much about it, especially with the Alex Jones uh, movie that he did years back. And so that really got people definitely looking in, like, you know, getting more of aware of what's going on in there for at least part of it. And uh, so a lot of people started diving into it. And that's, I've never seen that documentary by Alex Jones and. Thinking, wow, there like there is some weird stuff that goes on there. Obviously, like it's definitely a weird thing. But when we were, when I interviewed you about it, because you've actually looked into it a lot deeper than that and stuff like that, and it, it was interesting. Like it's like when you said how it started off, that was more like just a a guy's you know camping basically, yeah. like in, yeah,
2: for like arts inter- entertainment, they would do plays, things like that. They would hang out. You know, it was just a big hangout basically for the theater. The uh, theater mm. art artists and things like that you know um, that's from my research that's what it started out as
1: and just kind of got tainted as the years went on, kind of thing
2: yeah, just like any other any other other movement, anything else that happens that's usually what what happens um, wow. so you know it's like black panthers, you know when they yep. first started out they were they were real, they were real, and then they got taken over. And they got infiltrated by the government, et cetera, et cetera. They started snitching. They became informants. And now you have the new Black Panther Party. So it's really not the Bohemian Club. It's the new Bohemian Club, if you want to kind of look at it in that way. And that's kind of how I look at it, based on the research that that I've done. Um, And it's very hard because we can speculate here, um, but it's very important. To talk to any club members, and that's one of the reasons why we like to stand outside to try to talk to them, to try to get a comment, to let them know, hey, we're not all just here saying that you guys are in there sacrificing babies. Right. We, just, we are out here trying to have a conversation to see what is going on there. Can you guys tell us what's going on, and can we come in?
1: And how'd that and course,
2: go? <laughs> no, it didn't go very well. Um, <laughs> it didn't go well. It didn't go well. But they were, they were nice about it. And I, I, you know, I hope that every year that we kind of leave them letting them know that, you know what, not everybody thinks that thinks the, the worst of them. But the, yes, there are many people that have questions about what they're doing because what they're doing is in secret now, because they're a, a private club, there's nothing wrong with that. What private club doesn't have secrets and doesn't do their own things and doesn't yep. just let the public know everything? But they do re- release a lot of stuff to the public, too. So,
1: Wow. And what are the locals? I've always wondered, because like, I know you've went around there over the years, talked to the locals that live there. What, is, what do they think of it? Are they just like whatever? You know, they're they're used to it or do they think that? Weird things are going on there. Have they heard weird things going on, like or anything like that? What's the locals' kind of take on all of it?
2: The feeling I got from talking to the locals is they don't they don't like it. It's just two weeks of just kind of chaos, and um, it kind of you know they're very easygoing, very laid laid back. They don't want the uh, uh, tension. They don't Mm -hmm. want people there and everything. So for those two weeks, it's kind of like the club comes in and they kind of take take things over now as far as the local businesses they may like it because it may bring in more that's more <laughs> money for for them but i've talked to a couple of business owners and i don't want to say which which one but she was very anti-bohemian club and she's like she's pretty close to where all of that stuff is happening she actually gave she actually drew us a little map of a secondary way to get in (laughs) to the grove there is a back door there's a side door and that was pretty interesting i was like i hope you're not doing this to try to get us to do something that we shouldn't be doing but right um it's a very 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 nice lady but i think overall the locals there um are a little more left left leaning and they kind of think that the bohemian club is a little more right leaning which i don't believe either of, of that really i don't think i don't think the bohemian club cares about left right i think most people really don't either Right. but um i think that the locals are just not very happy of what they are doing there and um it's just more of bringing uh attention to their small little town and they just want to keep it the small little town then you have cops you have us guys like us that are showing up there they don't want that either yeah but you know, but I do hope that we change their mind on that too, to let them know, hey, we're not just a bunch of crazy people who want to show up and scream at these Bohemian Club members. There are right. people, real people, who have real questions. That's it. They don't have to yeah. answer it, but we can ask them.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. And I, I like the way you said that the, some of the business people probably don't mind because they probably do make good on their business the week or so that people are there. You know. Yeah. You got a lot of people, you know, spending money there. I think that's a good thing, too. But I get it. You know, those little towns like that, they want to, you know, they're quiet most of the time. And then all of a sudden you get stormed for a week or two, like, with all these people. It's probably, yeah, I can see their point of view, too. So it's a kind of a double-edged sword in a way. Right. That, you know, <laughs> like they, like the, they like the business, but they don't want all the people there. So, and that's cool, that's though, true. that you're at least trying to talk to members as they're going in or out. It'd be kind of cool if you could ever actually have somebody kind of just even talk to you. You know.
2: We have a couple of videos um there's probably a couple of videos of some uh Bohemian Club uh members that we have spoken with over the years and they were pretty they most of them were pretty nice or pretty cordial but maybe one or two kind of you know was very mean i guess kind of there was one that was really frothing like he he saw us and he just would not enter into the grove cuz he didn't want to actually walk past us and he finally had to right he stood there for 30 40 minutes and he finally had to walk past us. and He just growled at us and just kept going. So, like, oh, okay. Um the one thing I don't do, the one thing I I don't like to get their license plate out, you know, the cars that are going in, the mm-hmm. cars that that are going out. And I don't like to film the the actual workers because there are workers and it's really weird cuz they hire very young workers. Uh these people, this is like a summer job for oh, okay. 2 weeks and so they hire a lot of just helping hand i guess whatever you want to call them and it's always these very young people so i don't like filming them um if they are disrespectful or if they try to talk smack or something like that then i will film them i will turn the camera on them but as long as they're cool as long as they're cordial as long as they just do whatever they they want you know whatever they're there for and you know i i will not film them then you have a couple people who will always stop and say are are you are you filming me? I mean, they literally they, they see our cameras coming in, they see our cameras going out, and they literally stop and say, "Are you filming me?" You know, here. or they, yeah, and it's like, well, I have a camera here; it's pointed right <laughs> at you. Like, I'm not I'm not necessarily filming you, but now, yes, now I am filming <laughs> you. And there are people that don't understand that it's a constitutional right. I can I can film you. Yeah, That's you, true. You, there's no expectation of privacy. If you're out in public there and these people have no idea, they, they think, well, no, uh, you have, you know, you have to have me sign some, some type of a waiver or you have to take, take that off. You cannot film me. And it's like, what? You, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you to tell me? I can't film sign you. Sign a waiver. First of all, I mean, you're coming up to my camera and telling me not to film you. Well, don't come up to my camera and I probably won't film you. That's and, if, if, yeah, and, that's and if, and if I do film you, you probably won't make that final cut. Unless you come up to me and say, "Don't film me."
1: Well, yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, they, they gotta expect that from the crowd there that they're gonna be getting filmed and uh, try to be people, you know, yelling at them and asking them questions. I mean, you gotta expect. I would expect that if I was going in and out of there, I'd yeah. be like, "All right, we're gonna have people that want to know things," and it's it's the secrecy <laughs> of their club itself that causes that problem. Like if, you know, it's their quietness that makes people want to stand out there and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So So it's kind of weird.
2: It's really, it's really weird because most of the club members, they really don't care. It's like whatever, but there's other people that are just like, are you, it's just weird how they come up and how they try to, you know, ask you, are you filming me? Knowing that a camera is pointed right at, (laughs) I don't (laughs) get it. I don't
1: know. That's funny. And what I also found out interesting too, when we did our interview um, that you were telling me that at the beginning of it, it wasn't this owl, which I thought was really interesting. I always thought it was this owl that Alex Jones and others have called Moloch, or Moloch, yeah, Moloch. Uh, and you were saying that from the research you've done in the books that you've seen, which I thought the books that you have that actually belonged, that used to belong to Bohemian Grove members, yes. are really cool. I've been looking to try to get some. They're, they're not easy to find, even online to buy, but um, that it wasn't always an owl, it was a big Buddha at one time which i i don't know if a lot of people even know that, that that was the first statue that was there
2: yeah yeah and that was there up until we're not sure exactly when that was there when it first came there
1: mm-hmm. but
2: um the the actual owl the 40 foot owl uh was uh built in uh, built inside of the grove in 1929 so the bohemian club you know their first they started doing these outings not at the same area but at different parks different places since the late 1800s so we're not i'm not exactly sure how long this this buddha statue was there but picture this the the owl is a 40 foot owl the buddha statue is like almost 70 feet
1: that's huge that's huge that's
2: huge (laughs) holy
1: jesus it's like (laughs) what what why What what is
2: going on here and then I don't know, it's like kind of okay, so you go from a seventy foot Buddha statue to a forty foot owl, I don't know, man,
1: maybe <laughs> I got that, some questions though, about that I do too, and i I remember we were talking, and I'm wondering if that's when kind of it got infiltrated heavier, no,
2: like no, maybe that's, that's a good like, question,
1: yeah you know, like maybe that you know it started off like you said, it was just a retreat that the elite went to, they done their own you know whatever they want to do, you know, like people do when they go camping and stuff. They just kind of hang out, do their own thing, do plays and stuff like that. And then I wonder, over the years, if it got infiltrated, kind of brought the darker side to this whole image and to what they were practicing and doing. And that's maybe when the Buddha statue came down and the owl one went up. I'd be kind of, I wish I could find out why that changed. Yeah. It's just It's very curious. And I'm sure they're not going to ever tell you or it's not in a book or anything, but I find it interesting because I never knew that. You never hear of anybody talk about the Buddha statue that they used to be there, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. The first, I think I heard that from either Mark Dice or David Ike. I think they were the first ones that I heard about that, and then it was like, oh, that can't be true. But you can go to our to our national parks, and you can actually pull those you could pull those photos up in some of yeah. the some of those local parks. There, it's like, no, this is this is accurate. This stuff like really happened. Those guys know what what they're talking about. I may disagree with David Ike and Mark Dice on a lot of different things, but uh the research doesn't doesn't lie i mean that's, that's true what yeah. that's what
0: it is it's there very interesting there's photos
2: with druids i mean there's druids in front of it. a 40 foot owl i don't know i just i never I, I never expected that of all things to have a big Buddha statue i don't know i don't know why it fascinates me so much
1: it's just weird how they go like i said it's weird how they went from the Buddha statue to the moloch the owl right it's like what like what Something caused that change, obviously, or else the yeah. Buddha statue would still be there or a new one would be there or, or whatever. But to go from like a 70 or 80 foot Buddha, then you drop down to this Moloch, this owl god. It's kind of like, there's got to be a reason yeah, that they just changed the whole <laughs> image of it. So I, I, I that'd be something that definitely be cool if you could look into that. I know you like doing a lot of research. Yeah. So I wonder if you could find out if anyone's ever said why they did the change. Just-
2: yeah, I mean, the, the, the crazy thing is, is we're not sure if, if the Buddha and the owl were in the same place. I get the feeling that they probably weren't, but I I could be wrong on that. Um, and oh, true. And was, was the Buddha statue part of any of their plays? I kind of get the feeling that it it wasn't, because I've read some of their plays, and I can't find any play that has anything to do with a big Buddha statue. So I don't know. I mean, the plot thickens on that. But yeah, um, definitely there are members out there. There are Bohemian Club members and ex-Bohemian Club members and family members who may be listening to this, who may be watching this later, who may see this later. And yes, we're always open to hear your views. We get contacted by people. The toughest thing is to actually verify if they are club members or if they are family and friends of club club members. That's but true. We, but we always take in whatever they say and, you know, we don't necessarily put it out there as fact or anything like, like that. But we are open to actually listening
1: to what you has anyone ever re- to say. Like has anyone ever reached out to you and and wanted to talk to you off 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 the record or anything like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's again it's hard to verify um some of some
1: of it. But oh, some of the stories yeah.
2: are pretty interesting. You know, wow. probably nothing I would want to share publicly just because I don't know if it's if it's true or not.
1: You know? That's good. No, that's a good way to be. It's just, I'm just always curious if anyone's ever reached out. But as you were just saying, it would be so hard. How do you verify it? <laughs> I mean, like, how well, do you?
2: You know, the crazy thing that happens, we have two Facebook groups, two Facebook pages. We have a Re- Resist the Grove Facebook page, then I have my. Bohemian Club questions Facebook page we get contacted all of the time by people who want to join the Bohemian Club and they're asking us how do I join I don't know if they're fake accounts I don't know if they're bot accounts or if they're real people who really want to join but it's pretty crazy
1: the fact that wow. we have
2: people that are contacting us wanting to join I don't
1: know it's weird That's, that is weird I never thought <laughs> I, I can see, see you going I don't know how you join When like uh Invite because invite <laughs> through us, I guess. Yeah, like wow. So uh, it's going to be really curious. I'm excited to w- through all the people that you know that are going to be there this year. Like, if there's any action going on there at all, is there still tight security? Is there lots of people going in and out, or is it like a couple years ago, like you said, when there was just people basically going in couples with their dogs and stuff? Is it? Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. And,
2: and I'll I'll tell you if what. Whatever happens, even if nothing happens, I will definitely put it up. Uh, we'll make a couple of videos. If there's any live footage, we'll have those out there. Jr. dot org. That's where I'll put up something to just let us know, just like a little recap about what happened in twenty twenty two. And there may be nothing there, right? Don't expect hmm. much. I say, don't expect too much. But if anything happens, or if nothing happens, we'll definitely do a little, a little write up on it.
1: Right. That'd be curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really curious. I'm going to be looking forward to that. Just, to, I'm just curious. Like, is it is it has it like? Because I've heard that too. That maybe they're disbanding and it's kind of not, it's losing its influence and stuff, and there's not as many members. But then you hear that that's not true and they're doing well. So this will this will tell a lot. Yeah. If they if they're up to power or what they're doing or if they kind of like yeah, it'll be good. It'll be at least for an update. That would be Absolutely. awesome. Yeah.
2: Just and, to find and out what's going on. Just to find out what's going on. And that's all that we do out there is to find out what's going on. That's, that's why I go there. That's why my friend Brendan, Brendan, he, he, he goes there. Um, and I know a couple other my friends, they, they go there for that reason. We always get one or two people that go there just because they want to talk smack to the Grove members <laughs> or just film people or just call them out on stuff or whatever. You know, they have their own reason for, for being there that is not, just to ask questions or not to try to engage these people in a real talk. We need to talk
1: about this stuff. Yeah, right. I, th- I think, think so too. It. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think you're ever going to get really any, unless they're an ex-member or they're off the record or something. I think you might get somebody that way if you can verify them, but I don't think you're going to have any member just come out and want to start talking for sure. So, yeah. But you never well, know. We, we
2: had one in 2013 or 2014, a guy named Billy Bob, he came out there this texan and there's a video out there is bohemian grove uh 2013 or 2014 he was a, he was he was a character he was a very <laughs> interesting character i'll just put it like that but um you can always go and check out any of our videos i started a a youtube channel just for the grove it's called bohemian club questions look it up if you ever just want to look at some of the old videos from 2012 we have a bunch of their own videos. We have a bunch of their own um, plays and things that they've done. Just some different clips and stuff like that. Some of the stuff is weird, okay? Men dressing up as women and singing and stuff like that, to me, is weird. To some people, it's, it's funny. It's, it, there's nothing – they don't see anything weird about it, nothing wrong about it. But to me, that stuff is just odd.
1: I think it's, yeah, especially their, their, like, and the most famous from Alex Jones, I think, is their cremation of care, which That's a lot true. of people know about, and that, yeah, anyway you look at that, that is weird, I mean, you got a bunch of the most elite people in the world sacrificing an effigy uh, a, a person, like an effigy, a, a stick person, but it's still the, <laughs> in effigy, they're all sitting around in robes, and have a 40 foot owl behind them and they're doing this big play which is an elaborate play like you can see it in the documentary. Yeah. It's an elaborate play. They take this serious, you know, this isn't like, you know, fun time for them. This is a definitely at least it looks like that to me that the the people participating and even the people watching it were very much uh really getting into it. So it's it's weird. It definitely is weird and uh, they can't blame people for after seeing that having questions. And wondering what's going on in the woods, uh, you know, when they're doing stuff like that, it was—it's definitely weird. So I'm kind of curious to, like, I'm really curious to see if they're actually going to be back. It's going to be interesting.
2: Yeah, it'll be. We can always tell if their parking lot is full, or if it's, or if it's not. You know, if there's like overflow. But the one thing we know is there should not be any cops there. The cops should not be guarding that grove. There is no. The, the county is not paying. The sheriff's deputies to guard the grove ever since 2019. So they should not be there. If they are there and they're guarding that grove, we're going to have some serious questions.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you. No, that'll be cool. I I wish you could be there in person. I know you can't because you're, like I said, you're busy. I understand that, but it'll be great if you can get there sometime, like in maybe next year. Yep, get out there and actually plan on that. Yep, that'll That'll be cool. You can't be boots on the ground and actually (laughs) see what's going on and do some videos and. That would be really cool. I, and I hope they, people do check out your Bohemian channel on YouTube because it's got interesting stuff in there and it gives you a really good, you know, boots on the ground look at what is going on and what you guys are seeing in that. So that's cool. And uh, so it would be definitely interesting. So we'll have to keep people posted on that, Greg. Sure. What's going on, what's going on in the Grove? And I just want to bring it up for you guys tonight <laughs> because it's, you know, it's happening in a week, Greg is saying. So I think it's, a you know, it's kind of cool to bring it just to people's attention and Maybe people can look into it a little bit, and you'll see like what we're talking about, it's definitely some strange things going on, and it's another rabbit hole once you start diving into it.
0: It's really. Yeah, I uh, mean
2: sacrificing, <laughs> sacrificing a fake human before a 40-foot owl with people dressed as druids, while this guy who looks like death in this skull mask, uh, drives he rows it across this little river <laughs> while they're singing and chanting. I think that's, I think that's pretty pretty weird. That's not normal. <laughs> that could be me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then and then the crowd all excited when it's going on too. Like they get into like they're almost like all anticipating and stuff. So yeah, and the fact that they're the elite, you know, a lot of the like wealthy business people and people in that have positions of power, it's another, you know, I understand why people get concerned in yeah. a way. I mean, it's just it's not like it's just your everyday person doing this. So and I as I was saying, I think it is their secrecy itself that kind of helps them but also goes against them because it just makes people want to find out what's going on, and they're even more true I so get. I get I get it I get why you know they should have their secrecy if they want it, but they gotta also expect in the same note that <laughs> people are going to be a little curious and thats so very interesting, no, I'll definitely I will keep you posted guys um and like I said, I'll talk to Greg in a week or like you know a couple of weeks after it's all over and see what he gets, and I'm sure you like you said you're gonna put some videos up, even just recaps or or what uh you guys found out see if it's still up and running and back to business or is it nobody there (laughs) there it is yeah very curious so what else yeah and i also know that you're writing another book which i think is cool you've written so many uh and i think that is amazing because i think being able to write a book is very cool i i don't think i would have the patience to write a whole book (laughs) but you're writing one on covid and that how is that coming along
2: Oh, that's good. I think this is kind of my gardening since I don't garden. This is like my version of gardening. It's just kind of writing. It's just very, I find it very therapeutic. But yeah, so this is going good. I found some writing software. I think it's called Pro Writing Aid. And man, I wish I had used this software for my other book. So <laughs> instead of paying somebody like two or three thousand dollars to actually edit the book, you mm-hmm. know, um, you just use this software, and there, there's a free version of it too for any for any writers out there. Check out there's a lot of good software. This is the one that I found is the best. I, th- I believe it's called Pro Pro Writing Aid. And oh, right. it's, it, and, okay. yeah, it has really helped me just to kind of see what I'm doing right as far as writing, what I'm doing wrong. I'm doing a lot of passive verbs, whatever that means. So anyways, it's, it's really helping me kind of teaching me how to become a better writer, how to frame the, the sentences and it's finding different things, you know, it finds typos, it finds all of that stuff. So, uh, the book I had, I had started writing when COVID happened and I was writing it in, in real time actually. Um, from about, I would say, uh, March of 2020 up until, I think I stopped around June of, of 2020. So that's really what the book is focused on, on those early days. So with any of these cases, you want to catch those early days, For sure. they are, you know, I mean, they can look at things and it's crazy how things change, um, in those early days. So much so that one of my videos got banned from, uh, YouTube because of what, the World Health Organization was first saying that we don't need to wear masks. That's right. what they were saying. Yep. That that video that video got, got taken down. Um, so I don't know I don't know what triggered that, but that got taken down, but it's like, well that's what they were saying back, back then. Not what yep. they were saying now. You yep. know, and, and so I was what I was trying to do was, was show how it has changed.
1: That's very true. And I remember that too, because on your YouTube channel, you have a series where you're kind of going through uh, the COVID and what you're talking about. And I remember you saying that that one video out of all of them got pulled (laughs) and all the other ones are fine. It's just that one about the (laughs) mask. That's weird.
2: Yeah. Which I, which I personally took, I took another one down that kind of had some of the same content just because I knew like, you know, I didn't want them because if I get one more strike on that channel, that channel's gone so wow. um yeah so i i thankfully back everything up to rumble so if they take it down i'll just start a brand new channel i'll start a whole covid channel just a, yeah. a good channel <laughs> that is just for covid
1: um <laughs> start a whole covid channel That'd be I awesome am on the
2: COVID, yeah <laughs> i am your pandemic here but um oh, but dope. this 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 book was pretty interesting obviously it's very personal um, and so, but I'm more focused right now on typos, on the sentence structure, the actual flow. I know I sent you, um, part of my Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse book, and yep. the biggest thing, the biggest problem was the the flow. So once I finish this book, I'm going to w- go back to my Kyle Rittenhouse book and try to get that flow right. And it may be a whole nother book by that point. <laughs> it may just, I don't like the, the structure of my Kyle Rittenhouse book, but I do like the structure of this, this COVID book here because I really try to focus on, who is patient zero? What do we know about patient zero? Who? Where did this come from? We have three or four different theories about yep, where this came yep. from. Did this come from a from a U.S. lab? Did this come from a Wuhan lab, et cetera, et cetera? Why? Why? Why did Trump call this the China virus? Why was there so much flack for him calling this the China virus, like the Spanish flu? Hello, mm-hmm. because it came from you know Spain. It wasn't about. He wasn't a race. They weren't being racist or Spanish people or anything like that. It was about where did this start. But what I find very crazy is we're not really talking about in this. I mean, us people like us are. But a, a lot of the the whole mainstream media, our government, they're not they're not talking about where this came from and how to make sure this doesn't happen. They're just talking about how do we go on? How do we go from from here? And that's a big, big problem, because if we don't understand what happened. We're never going to be able to, to forward. There's also this crazy thing that happened um, a couple months be, before COVID hit us, as far as, as we know, where they were, they were training for this. They were practicing for this. That's, they yeah. had a whole yep. thing. I mean, that thing was crazy. So I'm trying to figure out if I put that at the beginning of the book or do I save that for the end of the book? So.
1: That's, That's a good, kind of yeah, because the only thing they got wrong with what you're talking about was the, was the year, because they were planning for 2025, so they were, a few, they were a few, uh, uh, you know, they just bumped it up a few years, but you're right, because I did watch uh, the re, uh, documentary where they were breaking down what you're talking about, and they, everything was planned out, like, everything that happened was in this report, that they were, this, this uh, scenario that they were going to, that they were planning and this uh, and everything like it was a coronavirus. Yep. It was it was there was going to be worldwide shutdown. There was going to be uh, 65 all sixty five million
2: deaths. Yeah. Right, is what. they Yeah. Were. And,
1: and then it was and supposed. And,
2: yeah. It, I just I just looked it up the other day. I think it's like we're not even at that now. We're not. I think we're at like I, I forget what the death number is, but it's nowhere near.
1: Wow. Nowhere near yeah. That. And I think so. that's very important, like you said, to to write a book about the early days, because that's what we're going to learn. Our lesson of either are we going to let this happen again or are we going to be a little more cautious when this happens like if they try to do something like this again so i think it's really cool that you're writing about the early days because we all know that anybody that's listening to this knows that the first few months of when this was happening everybody was confused and scared and yeah. not knowing what was going on and a lot of people figured out very quickly that this there was some shady stuff going on but a lot of people didn't and they're yes. you know they were they were really scared people were really scared of this
2: yeah i was i was one who who didn't take it seriously so i didn't yeah really i was for seriously. about a
1: week yeah for <laughs> yeah. about a week yeah they I, I was worried for about a week i was like i didn't know i didn't i you know because you don't know right away so i was kind of being very cautious for the first week but very quickly as i saw the news how they were just constant fear and pumping out and then doing things that don't make sense. Like you were saying, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Uh, all these crazy things that were going on. I just, I saw things for what they were, but a lot of people didn't because, yeah,
2: I was, I was one of those people. So first I didn't take it seriously. You know, I was just like, Oh, this is funny. Cause I, I was seeing all of these jokes, you know, people drinking, <laughs> yeah. drinking Corona beer and then dying and stuff like that. So <laughs> I was like, okay. But then, you know, a couple weeks later, you know, I, I was I was like I started taking it seriously once once Trump was started talking about it. Once um my my job, once I, I went my job, I they sent us all home. Right. I started working part part time and everything. But I started taking it seriously be, before my job even was taking it seriously. And I was like, dude, you guys need to you know, there's something here like you guys. you know, We should not be here right now. Like we could be infected. Things could 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 happen. And they weren't taking it seriously. But then the more research that I did on it, um, then I was like, okay, yeah, this is, you know, this is not as bad as I thought that it that it was. So I was mm-hmm. kind of like, first I went from joking to taking it super seriously, to not taking it as seriously, and that's kind of where where I am now. It's like, you know what, I, it's in it's in God's hands. You know, getting your fourth booster shot, getting your vaccine, <laughs> if, if that makes you feel better you know, get it. And that's the whole thing about Trump. They're like, oh Trump was trying to to force this vaccine. No, he was making it so that people who needed it, especially older people, you know, the people who had conditions. And that that's when I started taking it seriously. Wow, this is targeting certain people. It's targeting people who have pre existing conditions. Well I'm one of of those people. You know, I there are many people out there. It was it was for it was targeting certain people. You would have people living in the same home and only two or one people would get it. When you have five or six people in the same home, if it's so contagious, why isn't everybody getting it? They live in the same home. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So it was stuff like that that really changed my mind about it. And finally I was like, you know what? This looks like this is a target. This is a bioweapon. This is a weapon that somebody is actually using to target people, to get people, to kill people and mm-hmm. to scare people. So I just at that point, I said, you know, what? I'm not going to I'm not going to be part of, of that. I, I don't believe in force. I don't believe we should force people to wear masks, force people to take shots or anything like that. If people want them, we need to make sure that they're there. Just like toilet paper.
1: You know, I want a <laughs> great paper, toilet paper.
2: Scare. And we couldn't find it. We were using napkins and we were using uh, coffee filters. I mean it's crazy.
1: <laughs> the great toilet paper scare, I remember that. <laughs> maybe, oh, that's, my... maybe maybe that's the real story here. Yeah, that, maybe that's your book. There <laughs> you go. The Great Toilet Paper Scare or whatever. That'll like, be oh. my
2: my sequel. There you go.
1: <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember that too. I remember I didn't even believe it when I, some people were telling me. I was like, I gotta go to the grocery store and just sit in the parking lot and see if people are actually stocking <laughs> piling toilet paper. And they were. They like were. people were coming out with buggy fulls. And I was oh. like, This is crazy. Like in everybody's panicking. I'm like, well, there's what's wrong with using a leaf or moss or how much paper you have in your house, just by books that you don't read, and like I mean, there is just my point was being that you know there's yeah. you're going to be fine if you don't yeah. have actual toilet paper. I mean, but <laughs> it was crazy how that, but that just shows how easily people can be manipulated and led. That's, right. That, like I know we're all laughing at it now, but yeah, I you know the great toilet paper scare. <laughs> but the fact was that people got that scared that they were rushing out to do this. So why why, did, why th-
2: toilet paper? Did, you, did we ever? F- <laughs> why apparently
1: from what i've read from like the research i've done and i i is it true i have no idea but apparently one of the companies that was that makes toilet paper they kind of got uh like this kind of rumor went out about toilet paper so everybody went out and bought it so they had to really ramp up production which oh, they gosh. normally wouldn't have to do so then it kind of there was this backlog on toilet paper so <laughs> i mean that's what i've heard but you know, if you, they can do that, this I, the point of the, what I'm trying to make is if they can do it that easily with toilet paper, imagine if all of a sudden, which is happening, that certain foods are getting harder and harder to find. If there's ever like a food shortage, we're in trouble. Like, think Amen. about
2: that. And and also money. Money. What if there's a run on the banks? If, yep. I mean, if there's a run on toilet paper, there's going to be a run on the banks. <laughs> How much more easy? I mean, people are going to freak out because, yeah, okay, you can't get toilet paper. There's other things. If you, if you can't get money, you can't yep. live.
1: Or food, yeah. Or food. money, no. You're food. right. You're right. Water, they and they and just think about it. the media. If they just started pumping that type of fear into the into the mainstream, how quickly it would spread. And then mm-hmm. to think that people are going to be all calm going to the grocery store or going to the gas station, you pick pick your poison. Uh, That's right. People are not going to go about it the uh, a nice way, and then we're going to have what happened with toilet paper, where you saw people in videos fighting over rolls of toilet paper in the parking lot. And I was wow. just like. Yeah, there's videos. Don't believe me, guys? Go and check. You'll find them. <laughs> there's like people in parking lots fighting and arguing or yelling at each other over toilet paper. And I'm just thinking, if this changes, and, and I'm sure you're even noticing, and a lot of people are, that the food prices, or at least where I live, are definitely going up. And there's certain things that are getting harder and harder to get. Yeah. So what happens when this happens? If this does happen? I pray it doesn't. I mean, I hope that it doesn't. But I've also heard that... Uh, a lot of the uh, there like there's a lot of uh, chicken farms and a lot of like cow the the people that make the meat for cow like you know butchers and stuff like that. They're, it's getting harder and harder because they're shutting down certain places that manufacture that. So if all of a sudden you have a shortage on those supplies, it's just something that I can see cascade and imagine that type of fear if that gets starting to happen.
2: Yep, it's, all, yeah. over. it's yeah. all
1: over. It's all over, and I just yeah. So another reason why I'm learning how to garden, I think that people should, even if they have a little garden. I don't even if you have an apartment, there's ways to grow, you can grow certain vegetables in your house or in an apartment as long as you got some light coming in your house. You, there's ways to go about it, and I think that everybody should have at least a little garden, just to know how to do it. And That's I right. think it's it's you're getting healthier food, you're getting. Higher quality food if you're if you're getting good seeds. I mean, the seeds are everything. You got to get the non-GMO seeds, and you're going to pay more for those. But in the long run, you're getting a higher quality food. So I think it's important. I know you don't have a you have a herb garden, which is something. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm
2: going to send you a photo of my herb garden. you I can imagine. <laughs> How dare you! This is horrible. But <laughs> hey, man, we 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 tried and and we failed, and we're gonna we're gonna try. We're not gonna give up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, of course. Oh my God, I, I, I plant every year. I got and I got certain rabbits that come around my yard. I don't want to harm animals, so I don't want to. Everybody's like, I got friends that are like shoot them, and I'm like I don't want to kill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't want to shoot the rabbit. Like oh my God, I I preserve I I. But I get like it's frustrating because I'll plant certain things like bean plants in my garden. I got to put everything in raised flower beds now. To keep off the ground, because anything like bean plants on the ground, I'll plant like 30 bean plants, and then I'll come out the next day, and there's only 15, (laughs) and all there is is like 15 bare stalks, plants with no leaves, and I'll come out the day after that, and there's no leaves on any of my bean plants, so sometimes even I'm thinking, shoot them! (laughs) hey those those rabbits
2: gotta eat something man
1: exactly well not my bean plants damn it not your bean plant no but maybe
2: feed them something else the problem is if you try to feed them something else they'll come back and they'll
1: exactly that's what yeah like if i keep feeding them if i start feeding them i'm gonna get more and they're gonna make babies and then they're gonna show up and so yeah circle of life circle of life life. yeah and i just think it's funny in a way like i kind of giggle but when you're trying to grow your food and then You know, you get it up to a certain size, you're looking, you know, it's going good, and then you come out, it's so discouraging when all your, and I'm sure people listening have had this happen, I'm sure, but I can't be the only one where you just come out to your garden and it's just all stalks, and all the leaves are gone, or the plants are half eaten. and you're like, oh my god. And in Canada, we only got a certain growing season, it's not like we can grow all year around, we've got, you know, the summer months, and then you know, as soon as the winter, uh, fall kicks in, we're not growing anymore, so... It's all like you can keep planting and planting and planting. You kind of got one or two attempts, and then you're on. You're like, if I lose these bean plants, Greg, it's all over. Like if it's these all ones over. get, yeah, if these ones get eaten, there's no way I can even. Why bother planting? They're not going to get any bounty off of them or any uh, stuff like that because of the growing season. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, you're, we, I'm we curious.
2: would save a we save a lot of money if 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 we could learn how to plant beans. So you, you're gonna have to give me some tips later on. You could probably well, do a gardening show
1: yeah that would be yeah i love talking about it now it's kind of funny because if you see me in videos and you look at my how i look and then i tell people my garden they kind of laugh but i really find relaxation in it but i'm looking at the time wow time flies so i'll give time you the last flies. minute yeah i think we're already pretty much done i'll give you the last 30 seconds greg let everybody know where they can find your stuff
2: uh just look up greg fernandez Jr. org or go to com. if find am perfect
1: me. All right, Greg, thank you so much uh, for joining me once again. This was a great conversation. Thank you, everybody, for joining me this evening. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you all soon. I'll see you Monday. Take care, guys. Thanks, Greg.
0: It's Barbara Jean Lindsay, the Cosmic Oracle. If you have questions about your past lives or future plans, need answers from the cosmos about your love life or career, or just want to keep your finger on the pulse of the planet, check out my show, The Cosmic Oracle, here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com.
1: syndicalist commune we take it in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week yes but all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting yes i see by a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs be quiet
0: but by a two-thirds majority in the case of more i order you to be quiet look you stupid bastard you've got no arms left yes i have it's a flesh wound. I don't believe I'm um, such a display of courage, skill, nerve, grace, and stupidity. I'll do you for that. Oh, what? Come here. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible. You're a loony. The Black Knight always triumphs. Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind. Bring your ideas. Bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Revolution Radio Even the government admits that 9 11 was a conspiracy. But did you know that it was an inside job? That Osama had nothing to do with it? that the Twin Towers were blown apart by a sophisticated arrangement of mini or micro nukes. That Building 7 collapsed seven hours later because of explosives planted in the building. Barry Jennings was there. He heard them go off.